Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar, and this is going to be episode 219 of The Informed Catholic, episode 219. And, um, well, for this episode, I'm going to read some articles to you uh, from um, uh, LifeSite News and some other uh, Catholic channels. Uh, before we begin... Uh, please subscribe and share to my podcast, and um, it, this will let all the podcast platforms know that you like this channel. And uh, we can begin with uh, a prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory now and forever. Amen. All right. So um, I'm going to move away a little bit from the uh, uh, right now, the Advent readings. Uh, this is from LifeSite News. It's dated December 14th today. Monday, December the 14th, breaking news, Cardinal Burke, COVID is being used for great reset to attack freedom and families. We've all heard about that great reset thing that's going around. Uh, it seems to be some oligarchy, some powerful, powerful people of the world are using this COVID. This COVID was an opportunity for them. I don't think they planned it, although some people that's still out it's still out for debate whether it was deliberately released. Some people, uh, will, you're going to have people going to argue back. They're going to argue that back. But I will say this. There's a possibility that could be so. We don't know yet. We need more investigation. And we can't make an accusation if you don't have evidence to prove it. And sometimes even the evidence you prove can still be disputed. All right. The problem here is is that we have this whole thing has messed everything up it has messed everything up it's destroying businesses it's caused people to lose their jobs it's it has caused so many um democratic governors have gone beyond their constitutional powers the power whatever the constitution has given them as an overreach i mean just today in new york uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo, all right, a few weeks ago back, not too long ago, he said that he didn't trust the COVID, the COVID vaccine, the vaccine against COVID. He said he doesn't trust Trump. And now he wanted to be the first governor, right, to have the COVID vaccine distributed. And he had one of the uh, essential workers, a nurse, sit in front of the camera and receive the vaccine. The same man who just not too long ago said that he doesn't trust the, the COVID, the Trump's uh, warp speed program to create the COVID vaccine. You know, he's, he's an absolutely a political opportunist. Shameful. He doesn't even have any shame for how he backtracks, how he flip-flops. In my opinion, if you really want to show uh, you believe in it, he should have gone up there himself and received the vaccination. Him and his brother, uh, um, Chris Cuomo, uh, both of them. 
just receive it, you know, because they're constantly attacking Trump. And Trump may have his faults. Trump may have his, you know, his uh, setbacks in his in the way he talks and the way he handles things. I think it's perfectly fine. I think it's, you know, he's a brush of fresh air that from the uh, uh, escape from the usual polished politician, the hypocritical politician. I think that's perfectly fine. But Cuomo himself, an absolute hypocrite, an absolute hypocrite. He plays it very well. He's all with. He's part of the swamp. Him and his brother, the 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 so-called uh, CNN reporter or talking head, absolute hypocrisy. And now they're talking about uh, Joe Biden, his wife, uh, Jill Biden, I believe. That they're saying she's a doctor and she should be the Surgeon General. You notice how <clears throat> the Democrats come up with all these fluffy, flowery things, but. Biden is nowhere to be seen. There's nowhere to be seen. There's still a chance, and I believe Trump will, uh, there's still a chance that he'll win. Um, and I believe so. I'm praying about it, and I and I believe many people are going to be praying about it. They are praying about it now. We've had these Jericho marches, these fantastic Jericho marches, which is, you've never seen anything like this. I mean, people are coming out. It's a, a sleeping giant, as someone said, waking up. All right, and we have to pray. Also, the important thing about this, we have to play. For, we have to pray for conversion. Archbishop Vigano just gave a beautiful speech, a beautiful prayer for this Jericho march. And the Jericho march, if you if you know the biblical story, it's from the book of Joshua, where the Israelites. It was the first city they took in the land of Canaan after they crossed the Jordan River. And they crossed the Jordan River and it was the first major, major city they took. Instead of fighting it, they took it through a devotional procession. They marched around the city seven times and they would blow the Jubilee trumpet seven times and cry out, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. And after the seventh march around the city, the walls of the city came crumbling down. A pagan city. And technically that's why this is called the Jericho March. Because they come out and they pray. They pray. And this is what this is what we're doing. We have to pray to take this country back from these Marxists, from these socialists, from these from these people. I have a lot of friends at my job. Many of them are Democrats. Many of them do not like Trump. Some of them just despise him. Many of them are for the Democrats because the Democrats have won over the unions and they 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 um, they they've made themselves sort of the arbiters of health care uh, of um they made themselves the defenders of uh, wage increases such as minimum wage increases they made themselves the defenders of housing they made themselves the defenders of child care they made themselves the defenders of education college education getting rid of college debt they made themselves the defenders of of the environment they made themselves the defenders of same-sex unions and transgender lgbtqs they made them the, the, themselves the defenders of what is i call the opium of the people. 
And the Republicans have made the mistake of not, I think, actually defend, uh, defending jobs, taking, taking, winning the unions over because everybody wants a job. All right, they should have done that because unfortunately you had a lot of Republicans who have decided to become part of what's called the swamp. Their own personal interests, they put, put their own personal interests above that of the, of the country. Put the interest of the corporation above that of the nation. All right? When they should have done that. What, you know, instead of using, instead of going and taking the, the philosophy and the belief of national populism, which is now, I believe in that very much. I'm a national populist. I believe putting the country first your own country, your own people, your own with the well-being of your people first, jobs for the people first. You can't have a healthy country if you don't have jobs. But what they've done is they've taken the jobs, the corporations first, and treat the corporations more important than the people. All right? Put the corporation, go, go make your product in some other country where you can exploit the people there. You know, pay them like 50 cents an hour instead of paying maybe $25, $35 an hour for, for an American because you can make that product there cheaper and you don't have to provide health care for those people. Right? Enrich your pockets and the corrupt government over there's pockets. And that, of course, is perfectly fine. That's morally okay. That's not. It's not morally okay. It's wrong. It's exploiting people. It's, it's demeaning people. It's betraying your country and demeaning a bunch of people there who don't have a good proper government to defend them. That's wrong. And I think, sadly, it seems Pope Francis doesn't seem to get that. Our Holy Father, who is obviously has very strong Marxist beliefs. Anyway, well, let's get into the article here. All right. Um, I'm going off track. Sorry. Breaking, car, uh, breaking news, Colonel Burke, COVID is being used for great reset to attack freedom and families. The worldwide spread of Marxist materialism, which has already brought destruction and death to the lives of so many, which has threatened the foundations of our nation for decades, now seems to seize the governing powers over our nations. All right, this is by Michael Haynes. La Crosse, Wisconsin, December 14th, 2020. Cardinal Raymond Burke has warned of the danger of certain forces who are using the cover of COVID-19 to promote fear, attack freedom and family, and so advance the Great Reset. Our nation is going through a crisis which threatens its very nature as free and democratic, the worldwide spread of Marxist materialism, which has already brought destruction and death to the lives of so many, which has threatened the foundations of our nation for decades, now seems to seize the governing power of our nation, he said. The former prefect of the Supreme Tribunal of the Apostolic Signatore delivered a, foreign, a forthright homily 
in which he outlined widespread influence of communism and the manner in which freedom is under attack through the measure, uh, measures related to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Speaking on the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe, December 12th at the Shrine Church of Our Lady of Guadalupe in La Crosse, Burke, noted how America has become really uh, reliant up upon communism and the communist state of China, uh, reliant on commun upon communism and the communist state of China. To attain economic gains, we as a nation have permitted ourselves to become dependent upon Chinese Communist Party, an ideology totally opposed to the Christian foundation upon which families in our nation remain safe and prosper, the Cardinal warned. I speak of the United States of America, but evidently many of other nations are in the, are in the throes of similar most alarming crisis. Not only that, but the Cardinal also highlighted how the global measures which are being introduced supposedly to prevent the spread of infection of COVID-19 are simply weapons of those who wish to attack freedom and family itself. The virus is being used by certain forces in order to make everyone the subjects of the so-called Great Reset, the new normal. Very interesting. Very good. And, uh, notice he calls it the, they're trying to make it the new normal. Uh, subjects of the so-called Great Reset, the new normal, basically. And the fact is, what's interesting about this is that I did a podcast, one called The Color Revolution, which showed that ever since the whole shutdown and everything and the rise of Antifa on the streets with Black Lives Matter, the burning on the streets, the so-called defunding the police, and then the, uh, the, the fact that they were pulling down statues using all kinds of different things. And notice the Democrats, of course, never speak up against this. And of course, our Republican leaders, they just want to be liked. It's funny, they have the same attitude as our bishops, our clergy. They don't want to they, they don't want to step out of line. They don't want to say anything. And amazingly, amazingly, they you know the 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 Demo the Republican leaders do the same thing. They're afraid of being of having protests, their family, which is understandable. All that is absolutely understandable. Who wants to be attacked? But do you also want to do you also want to give victory to an enemy who will attack you once they're in power? That's the problem. No one wants to live under a bully. And that's what's happening now with that governor of Georgia who doesn't want to defend Trump, even though Trump campaigned for him. He wants, doesn't want to argue the election. He says there's no fraud. He said the people have spoken, but he doesn't, he's ignoring the evidence that's in front of him. And that's the problem. He's a coward. He's actually He's an actual coward. He's a, he's, he's a coward. Anyway, let's go back to the article here. All right. Then there is the mysterious Wuhan virus about whose nature and prevention the mass media daily gives us conflicting information. He's right. What is clear, however, is that it has been used by certain forces for inimical to families, to freedom of nations, to advance their evil agenda. These forces tell us that we are now 
the subjects of the so-called Great Reset, the new normal, which is dictated to us by their manipulation of citizens and nations through ignorance and fear. Globalist elites have char characterized the Great Reset as a plan to push the reset button on the global economy. The Great Reset is a plan designed by globalist elites gathering at the World Economic Forum, WEF, in Davos, Switzerland, once a year, which seeks to push the reset button on the global economy. Klaus Schwab, I'm so glad he brought up his name, head of the World Economic Forum, is a prominent proponent of the Great Reset, stating in short, we need a Great Reset of capitalism. The COVID-19 crisis has shown us that our old systems are not fit anymore. This is Klaus, Klaus Schwab's words for the 21st century, he claimed. It, it laid bare the fundamental lack of social cohesion. Fairness, inclusion, equality, now is the historical moment. The time is not only to fight the virus, but to shape the system for the post-COVID era. In short, we need a Great Reset. Schwab has published a book titled COVID-19, The Great Reset, in which he outlines the changes necessary for a more sustainable, sustainable world going forward. Time magazine devoted an entire issue pushing the Great Reset. Joe Biden's presidential campaign plans and rhetoric also align with the radical international socialist plan. Colonel Burke attacked the measures of the self-isolation and quarantine, which are forced upon citizens in many different nations, supposedly to prevent others from becoming infected with the COVID-19 at a time when we need to be close to one another in Christian love. Worldly forces would isolate us and have us believe that we are alone, dependent upon secular forces which make us slaves to their godless and murderous agenda. Continuing, continuing with his homily, Burke lamented the lack of, of sound teaching and leadership from the clergy in response to the global crisis. The response of many bishops and priests and many faithful has manifested a woeful lack of sound catechesis. So many in the church seem to have no understanding of how Christ continues his saving work in times of plague and other disasters. Such poor leadership greatly affects the faithful who are left without proper teaching in faith and morals. Burke mentioned, uh, mentioned too often the faithful receive nothing in response, a response which is not going, not grounded in the unchanging truth regarding faith and morals. He said, to receive a response that seems to come not from shepherds, but from secular managers. He's right. He's absolutely totally right here. It's unbelievable when you um, when you listen to all this and you see how the you know, I mean, look at this. They they gave no one knows what happened. With, they're ignoring the fact that there was a a scam. There was a, obviously an election that was stolen, and they go ahead and give their congratulations to Joe Biden, calling him. Everyone wants to call him president-elect and then they 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 try to call him you're the second catholic president after john f kennedy and then <laughs> pope francis the holy father calls him up and get, and breaks protocol 
when there's an obvious scandal going on, an obvious disruption, someone fixed the election and they don't want to and they don't want to acknowledge that. It's so absolutely pathetic. And they want Joe Biden to win because let's face it, these guys are putting their hand out for federal money. And Francis wants Joe Biden to be president because he wants to deliver the United States to China. Because he, you know, he has a horrible relationship with China, which our brothers and sisters in Christ are being are being tortured. They're being persecuted. And he's he's turning a blind eye. He even turns a, a deaf ear to Cardinal Zen, who's been trying to have a private meeting with him, and he won't have a he won't have a meeting with the man. He won't acknowledge him because he doesn't want to acknowledge what he's done, the, what his his papacy has done, in you know, with this deal with China, with the communists. It's terrible. All right, let's look a little bit here and see what's going on here. All right, hold on. There's actually two clips with Cardinal Burke. I'll play it, but I want to look at here. Um, here, let me see. There's something here with. Okay, let me check this. Hold on. Joe Biden's disturbing connection to the socialist Great Reset. Fox Business. All right, this is by Justin Haskins. Joe Biden's disturbing connection to the Socialist Great Reset movement, a pledge by Biden to support the Great Reset, would pose a grave threat to liberty and free markets in the United States. A radical movement called the Great Reset, embraced by some uh, by some Democrats, poses a great a grave threat to liberty and free markets in the United States and around the world. While formerly while the former Vice President Joe Biden has hasn't endorsed the movement. His ties to it are growing as he changes his long-held policy views to appease the far left. While it isn't gain, uh, gained widespread attention, the Great Reset is perhaps the biggest danger to capitalism and individual rights since the collapse of the Soviet Union. Al Gore, um, Al Gore and the UN Secretary General, others now demanding Great Reset of global capitalism. What is the Great Reset? Simply put, it's growing movement backed by many of the world's most powerful business leaders, government officials, and left-wing activists that aims to push the reset button on the global economy. Um, it would destroy the current capitalist system and replace it with progressive and modern socialist systems with a special emphasis placed on the eco-socialist policies like those contained in the Green New Deal. Every country from the United States to China must participate in the Great Reset, and every industry from oil and gas to tech must be transformed. In short, we need a Great Reset of capitalism, wrote Klaus Schwab the head of the World Economic Forum, WEF. In recent articles for WEF website, policy ideas offered by the Great Reset advocates including government-provided basic income programs, while universal health care, massive tax increases, and the, great, and the Green New Deal. Schwab, the World Economic Forum, an international figure like Prince Charles, and are currently leading the campaign for a Great Reset. For example, at a campaign event on July 9th, Biden said we need to end the era of 
shareholder capitalism, a major part of the Great Reset proposal that would alter how companies are evaluated, evaluating social justice causes and climate change concerns over property rights. Biden's uh, to unveil child care plan to help families struggling in the pandemic. Instead of worrying about profits, opponents of shareholder capitalists argue companies should be forced to focus on stakeholders, which is just another way of saying collective, the collective. Klaus Schwab and other great reset leaders have been making arguments against shareholder capitalism for literally decades going all the way back to 1970s, but only recently spurred by concerns about climate change and wealth inequality has it gained any reaction or any traction, that is. <clears throat> the connection between Biden and the, radical, and, and the radical Great Reset is best seen by examining Biden's new Build Back Better plan. According to Biden's website, to build back better proposal would launch a national effort aimed at creating the jobs we need to build modern, sustainable infrastructure and deliver equitable, clean energy future. The focus of Biden's proposal is the destruction of modern energy industry, which Biden wants to replace with renewable energy sources like wind and solar, which don't really work that well at all, really. <clears throat> Biden's plan calls for shifting the entire uh, electric grid to green sources by just 2035, widely unrealistic goal that would have catastrophic impact on the economy. The Build Back Better plan comes straight from the Great Reset's playbook. Great Reset supporters, especially the World Economic Forum, have been calling for some variations of Build Back Better plan for years often using those exact words in WEF materials. The fact, as recently as t July 13, the World Economic Forum promoted building back better through green infrastructure programs as part of the Great Reset. In an article entitled, To Build Back Better, We Must re uh, Reinvent Capitalism. Here's how. In an inclusive and green recovery is vital if we are to create a more resilient economic and world in which businesses can thrive, not just now, but long into the future. The author wrote, adding later, a true recovery from COVID-19 will not be about putting things back together the way they were. We need to build back better to reset. If we are to address the deep systematic vulnerabilities the pandemic has exposed. I wish I could make a Klaus Schwab accent, but I can't. Similarly, in April, the World Economic Forum published the article titled How to Build Back Better. <laughs> After COVID-19, in which the writer said businesses that receive public financing must invest in low carbon solutions that create new jobs. Companies should prioritize investments in technologies, in products and services that create more jobs and reduce emissions. The author added, <clears throat> some examples include investments in retrofitting of buildings, in renewable energies, in achieving mass production and econo economies of scale, technologies that can decarbonize heavy industries. That is exactly what Biden's Build Back Better plans call for. There are numerous other examples too. For several years, 
WEF and its allies have been talking about building back better. Wow, they keep using that word over and over, that, that line, build that back better. I mean, Byland used it, a couple of other people used it. There are numerous other examples too. For several years, W. Okay, I read that part. It can be co- co- it can be a coincidence that Biden is now using the exact language while calling for nearly identical policies. But Biden is clearly taking his cues from the World Economic Forum and other supporters of the Great Reset. He is. It's obvious he is. That guy can't come up with something original if his life depended on it. The won't. Though this won't come as a surprise for those who have been following the Great Reset closely. John Kerry, a big a proponent of the Great Reset, was tasked with co-chairing alongside socialist Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the committee that helped Biden create his Build Back Better plan. Great Reset supporters have tried to promote their proposal as a new kind of capitalism. But the truth is, it is fundamentally socialistic system because it would put the collective in control of the most economic activity and impose a number of social justice reform meant to rebalance economies and redistribute wealth around the world. The Great Reset supporters only use the word capitalism to make it more appealing to people in America and abroad who know that socialism has failed spectacularly in the past, really. Maybe they're just bad with business and bad with money. Many of the specific details of the Great Reset won't be completely rolled out until January 2021, when the World Economic Forum will meet with left-wing activists from 400 cities around the world at an event in Davos, Switzerland. But the main purpose of the proposal is clear. Tearing down the modern capitalist economy and Biden seems to be going all in these dangerous ideas. We cannot afford to give supporters of the Great Reset an opportunity to usher in their 21st century brand of socialism. We must fight back now before it's too late. All right. That was from Justin, um, I think Heskins, that, that was his name is. Um, yes. The article is by Justin Heskins from Fox Business. Well, there you go. That's uh, That's another article there. And you see the connection. All right, so now we're going to move on to another article by LifeSite News, and this one is by Patrick Delaney, and it's about the Great Reset. Time Magazine announces the Great Reset to usher in world socialism. The subtitle for the Time feature proposes a special occasion of the present moment for such an initiative, asserting the COVID-19 pandemic has provided a unique opportunity to think about the kind of future we want, to share ideas of how to, uh, for how to transform the way we live and, and work. Let me, let me just say something here. So far, everything I read about socialism, everything I read about Marxism, everything so far that I've came, I've been doing a lot of like listening to a lot of um, uh, uh, audible books, they don't care if you don't like it. They think they know what you need. They think they know better than you. They think that you just don't know what's for your own good. 
They're going to force it upon you, whether you like it or not. They think just they just think that you're just too trapped in communism. I mean, capitalism that you just don't know what's for your own good. This is this is all part of Marx's uh, idea and philosophy or his 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 concept, because Marx was not a moral man. And so therefore, they're not going to play moral. They're going to follow the nature. The philosophy will always be will carry the, the, the nature of its philosopher, of the one who came up with the idea. It will never separate itself from it, no matter how hard. You cannot separate Karl Marx from communism uh, no more than you could change uh, the, the leopard's uh, spots. The, you just can't do it. You can't do it. All right, October 30th, 2020. Life site new. Time magazine has devoted an entire issue to promoting the initiative called the Great Reset, referred by one of the commentator as the the Green New Deal on steroids, which will seek to advance socialist ideas, including the destruction of capitalism and individual rights. According to the World Economic Forum (WEF), the primary sponsor of the initiative, the Great Reset seeks to address an urgent need for global stakeholders to co to co uh, corporate in uh, to cooperate in a semi some uh I'm sorry hold on uh it's a simultaneously managing the direct consequences of covid-19 crisis with an expanded goal of improving the state of the world WEF was founded by German professor Klaus Schwab in 1971, the year I was born. Wow. And has been gathering heads of state, billionaires, and heads of big businesses yearly to discuss economical and governance issues, common world rules, to supersede national sovereign decisions, promoting non-discrimination to transform economies and, and societies. The subtitle for the time feature proposes a special occasion of the present moment for such initiative, asserting the COVID-19 pandemic has provided a unique opportunity to think about the kind of future we want, to share ideas for how to transform the way we live and work. Repeating this theme, in the brief video below, Schwab announced that the COVID-19 crisis has shown us that our old systems are not fit anymore for the 21st century. It has laid bare the fundamental lack of social cohesion, fairness, inclusion, and equality. Now is the historical moment, the time, not only to fight, for the, uh, fight the virus, but to shape the system for the post-COVID era. In short, we need a great reset. It sounds like he, I'm telling you, when you listen to him, he's going to sound like a supervillain, like from James Bond or some comic book. In his contribution to this special issue of time, Professor Schwab expands upon the meaning of the great reset. In an article titled, A Better Economy is Possible, but we need to reimagine capitalism to do it. Celebrating the only immediate upside to the COVID-19 crisis, the drop in greenhouse gas emissions, which brought slight temporary relief to the planet's atmosphere. Schwab went on to announce there are reasons to believe that, the, that a better eco economic system is possible and it could be just around the corner. Admiring the cooperation between governments and businesses in developing 
the SARS so-called COVID-2 vaccine. WEF executive chairman helped hope that such patterns of collaboration can become a feature for economic system rather than a rare exception. To accomplish these ends, particularly with regards to social and governance goals, Dr. Schwab proposes something called stakeholders, capitalism metrics, which are additional non-financial disclosures for companies in their annual reports. Oh, boy. All right. Let's listen to uh, the uh, supervillain Dr. Schwab or Klaus Schwab here. It is obvious that we are in the midst of the most severe crisis the world has experienced since World War II. 75 years ago, countries and people came together to shape the post-war global order which brought us decades of peace, increased global cooperation and prosperity to hundreds of millions of people around the world. The COVID-19 crisis has shown us that our old systems are not fit anymore for the 21st century. It has laid bare the fundamental lack of social cohesion, fairness, inclusion and equality. Now is the historical moment, the time, not only to fight severe virus, but to shape the system for the need for the post-corona era. We have a choice to remain passive, which would lead to, an, to the amplification of many of the trends we see today. Polarization, nationalism, racism, and ultimately increased social unrest and conflicts. But we have another choice. We can build a new social contract, particularly integrating the next generation. We can change our behavior to be in harmony with nature again. And we can make sure that the technologies of the fourth industrial revolution are best utilized to provide us with better lives. In short, we need a great reset. Now, ladies, I mean, if you gave him a mask like Dr. Doom, he would be perfect. But <laughs> I know I'm being very mean. I'm sorry. But when someone thinks that he knows better for everybody else, it's really disturbing. It really is. I mean, it's, it's, it's extremely disturbing. I mean, he's... They what makes them think this is what everybody wants, and that's the problem. They want to shape the world. Marxists, communists, socialists—they don't think. Oh well. Anyway, um, I didn't get a chance to play uh, Colonel Burke. Let me see if I can get back to him here. Hold on.
Then there is the mysterious Wuhan virus about whose nature and prevention the mass media daily give us conflicting information. What is clear, however, is that it has been used by certain forces inimical to families and to the freedom of nations to advance their evil agenda. These forces tell us that we are now the subjects of the so-called Great Reset, the new normal, which is dictated to us by their manipulation of citizens and nations through ignorance and fear. Now we are supposed to find in a disease and its prevention the way to understand and direct our lives rather than in God and in his plan for our salvation. The response of many bishops and priests and of many faithful has manifested a woeful lack of sound catechesis. So many in the church seem to have no understanding of how Christ continues his saving work in times of plague and of other disasters. All right, that was one. Let me see what the other one is. All right, let me apologize. It's the first one was actually part two. This is part one, so I really apologize about that. that's. Uh, they did that on the um, LifeSite News uh, page, and I apologize about this. <clears throat> Praise be Jesus Christ. We come to Our Lady of Guadalupe on her feast day with troubled and heavy hearts. Our nation is going through a crisis which threatens its very future as free and democratic. The worldwide spread of Marxist materialism, which has already brought destruction and death to the lives of so many, and which has threatened the foundations of our nation for decades, and now seems to seize the governing power over our nation to attain economic gains, we as a nation have permitted ourselves to become dependent upon the Chinese Communist Party, an ideology totally opposed to the Christian foundations upon which families and our nation remain safe and prosper. I speak of the United States of America, but evidently, many other nations are in the throes of a similar, most alarming crisis. Then there is the mysterious Wuhan virus about whose nature and prevention the mass media daily give us conflicting information. What is clear, however, 
is that it has been used by certain forces inimical to families and to the freedom of nations to advance their evil agenda. These forces tell us that we are now the subjects of the so-called Great Reset, the new normal, which is dictated to us by their manipulation of citizens and nations through ignorance and fear. Now we are supposed to find in a disease and its prevention the way to understand and direct our lives rather than in God and in his plan for our salvation. The response of many bishops and priests and of many faithful has manifested a woeful lack of sound catechesis. So many in the church seem to have no understanding of how Christ continues his saving work in times of plague and of other disasters. What is more, our Holy Mother Church, the spotless Bride of Christ, in which Christ is ever at work for our eternal redemption, is beset by reports of moral corruption, especially in matters of the Sixth and Seventh Commandments, which seem to increase by the day. In our own nation, the reports about Theodore McCarrick have rightly tempted many devoted Catholics to question the shepherds who, in accord with Christ's plan for the Church, are to be their secure guides by teaching the truths of the faith, by leading them in the fitting worship of God and in prayer to Him, and by guiding them by means of the Church's perennial discipline. Too often, the faithful receive nothing in response, or a response which is not grounded in the unchanging truths regarding faith and morals. They receive responses that seem to come not from shepherds, but from secular managers. The confusion regarding what the church truly teaches and demands of us in accord with her teaching generates ever greater divisions within the body of Christ. All of this cripples the church in her mission of witness to divine truth and divine love at a time when the world has never needed more the church to be a beacon. In encountering the world, the Church falsely wants to accommodate herself to the world instead of calling the world to conversion in obedience to the divine law written on every human heart and revealed in its fullness in the redemptive incarnation of God the Son. These grievous troubles of course, present a formidable challenge to our daily Christian living. The impact of the crisis in the world and in the Church is profound for all of us. 
Many are enduring the most painful suffering, physical, emotional, and spiritual, which such a situation necessarily causes. At a time when we need to be close to one another in Christian love, worldly forces would isolate us and have us believe that we are alone and dependent upon secular forces which would make us slaves to their godless and murderous agenda. Sin embargo, no estamos solos. Tenemos... All right, so uh, that's the clip um, that Cardinal Burke, the homily he gave. Um... I believe it was on the, the the Feast of Our Lady Guadalupe, which was this Saturday. And everything he's saying there is true. Sadly, why some of our leaders seem to be very quiet. Um, it could be that a lot of them are scared. It could be a lot of them are frightened. I don't know. It's a possibility. But I will say this. Um... There are forces in the world that we're not aware of. I mean, I guess you can say all our uh, fears of uh, of secret societies. Well, there has to be. I mean, why wouldn't there be? I mean, the Freemasons are not that secretive, but they can definitely be there and still be secretive. They are. And there are what you call superpowers. And there are people who have meetings. But the point is, the most important thing is, is that we saw our world change. A whole world changed. Starting from like October of last year, where we saw the, um, from the time of the Pachimama. And then we heard, we were hearing rumors of this Wuhan virus that's that's plaguing China. And before you know it, it went across Western Europe, it went to the Middle East, and it finally reached the United States. Whether it reached the United States from the West Coast or whether it reached the United States through New York, doesn't matter. Suddenly, before you know it, our whole world changed. Suddenly, there were sh- the shutdowns were coming upon us. Then we didn't have Easter, and then we we suddenly found ourselves um, wearing masks. We can't go to church. We could nobody can go to the gym. Suddenly, social distancing became part of our language, our part of our vocabulary. And before you know it, suddenly stay indoors. Suddenly we're hearing about all these deaths. Suddenly it's hand sanitizers everywhere. Can't go to the restaurant. Can't go to the movies. Stay indoors. Uh, Don't visit your relatives. Don't visit your mother. Don't visit your grandparents. 
nobody can go to worship. And if you do go to worship, you get reported it. If you go to church, you get reported it. That's our whole world changed. It changed overnight. If you go back and you read about all the plagues that happened to Egypt, to ancient Egypt when the Israelites during the book of Exodus, and you hear about the plagues in the Bible, it's, you know, happened overnight. It happened pretty fast, right? Well, it's not impossible that your whole world can change in a matter of few months or weeks or even a week or a day. We know that's possible. And we also learned, um, what did I learn? Well, I learned a lot about the power of prayer. I learned a lot about praying a lot because all we had was prayer, right? Prayer became part of something that was important. Maybe that's what God wanted us to teach us, to teach us how to, to pray, to look to him. Jesus said in the scriptures, Pray and believe that your prayers will be answered. If you, have, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed and you command that mountain to be picked up and cast into the sea, it will move, it will be picked up, moved, and cast into the sea. Nothing is impossible for God to accomplish. And I do believe that. And you should believe it. Everyone should believe it. You know, and these people, they, yeah, they may be economic giants. They may be political giants. But they're just human beings. They're just men. And as the scripture says, they're like the beasts in the field, the, the cattle in the field. They're here today and gone tomorrow. All men are like grass. They're here in the morning and they wither by the evening. And nothing, they're, they're nothing but hay to be cast into the ovens. All right, they're just mortal men. They can't, you know, they may have power for a little while. But the important thing is, is that God has his own people. And the ones who worship him, pray to him and call to him and ask him, you know, cry out to him for help. Those are his people. The just man is, is, is the man of God, the just individual that cries out to him. God looks after those who call to him, who cry to him. I don't believe in that saying that God helps those who help themselves. I don't even know what that means. You know, a lot of people, I think that sounds more like a secular humanist saying, really. But you want to depend on God. Yeah, you should work. Yeah, you should learn how to do things for yourself. But at the same time, you should also give thanks to God every single day. And you should stick to the word of God. There's a lot of people who I notice they can talk about, you know, giving thanks to God. But often I don't hear them quoting scripture that much. I don't hear them uh, talking about prayer that much. A lot of times they just, I think they're interested in religion. They, they maybe experiment with it, but they're not really, um, 
I think the faith is not really that big in their lives. I think they just play with it. But they're not willing to change their lives. You know, they're not willing to let faith completely take over their lives. They're not willing to change their way of living. They're not willing to do that. They like the way they live. It's like Herod Antipas. He kept John the Baptist in prison, spoke with him, had conversations with him. He enjoyed the conversations, but Herod just wasn't interested in changing his life. There are a lot of people like that. I don't know what to say. You know, it's didn't, they're, they're like that. And I think, you know, it's like someone who will put on uh, the History Channel. One moment he'll be watching something about the Bible and it's all dismissive stuff. And the next minute he'll change it to ancient aliens. <laughs> and, and the thing is, it's old, you know, it's never anything new, you know. But I rather, I mean, be honest with you, I'd rather watch The Chosen or put on a biblical film. And then, honestly, um, I've learned the one important thing is, is prayer, making time for prayer. Well, and always reading your Bible because it's not going to help if you're not going to uh, dive into the Word of God. You have to read your Bible in order to fuel your prayer life. And that's important. All right, so um, <clears throat> let's end it here. And I want to say the um, those prayers to our um, to our lady, the prayer for Lourdes, and the uh, Immaculate Heart. All right, this is the Novena to Our Lady of Lourdes. Sorry, I missed it in the last two episodes. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Or ever Immaculate Virgin. Mother of mercy, health, health, uh, health of the sick, refuge of sinners, comforter of the, of the afflicted. You know, you know my wants, my troubles, and my sufferings. Cast upon me a look of mercy by appearing in the grotto of Lourdes. You were pleased to make it a privileged sanctuary where you dispense your favors and where many sufferers have obtained the cure of their infirmities both spiritual and corporal. I come, therefore, with the most unbounded confidence to implore your maternal intercession. Obtain, O loving Mother, the granting of my requests. Through gratitude for favors, I will endeavor to imitate your virtues that I may one day share your glory. Amen. And now this is a novena to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. O most Blessed Mother, heart of love, heart of mercy, ever listening, caring, consoling, hear our prayer. As your children, we implore your intercessions with Jesus, your Son. Receive with understanding and compassion the petitions we place before you today, especially here we, we, uh, we make our own uh, special requests, so a moment of silence. We are, we are comforted in knowing your heart is ever upon open to those who ask for your, for your, for your prayers. We trust your gentle care and intercession to those whom we love 
and who are sick or lonely or hurting. Help all of us, Holy Mother, to bear our burdens in this life until we may share eternal life and peace with God forever. Amen. Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us. Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us. Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us. Our Lady of Lourdes, pray for us. Our Lady of Lourdes, pray for us. Our Lady of Lourdes, pray for us. Saint Bernadette, pray for us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. Now at the hour of our death, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. Now at the hour of our death, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. Now at the hour of our death, amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. God bless and uh, be well, and we'll be back together again soon. Um, I hope I'm performing these podcasts well. I know the editing can be a little shoddy. I'm sorry about that. I tried to do that for this episode with Carmel Burke. I um, He, um, in his homily, at one point, he stopped and he started giving a homily in Spanish and I tried to edit a little bit out of it. Um, it was a little shoddy, but I'm trying the best I can to improve. Um, it would help um, if you subscribe. I would know that I'm doing these podcasts well. So um, thank you and God bless.